Today on the Tough Juice Podcast, I had a pleasure of interviewing one of my close friends, Brittany Elena, and she just talked about so many things, the highs, the lows of this industry, getting in, uh, just how important it is to be consistent in your work craft, and also how she was in the room and was auditioning and got the part of being a wildin' out girl. And I'm telling you, if you do not feel this woman's energy, you, 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 you're numb. You can't feel anything. Subscribe to the Tough Juice Podcast on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your pods. Talk to me just about your beginning and how you got, you know, started in this this game. We got time because, you know, that's going to be kind of like... And we what? need that time <laughs> because a lot of people just think that it happens immediately. Like, yeah. for instance, like I always tell people, one of my favorite quotes is, it took me 27 years to be an overnight success. Mm. So just talk a little bit about, you know, your beginning and how you got started. Um, well, I guess at first all started with me moving to L.A., um, before that, I was doing like turnaround trips, literally coming here for auditions. Um, I would drive up, drive right back. It would be like 24 hour days just to get back to work in the morning. And what was you coming from? Like driving? LA. Oh yeah, driving. So I was coming from, I'm from the Bay Area, so okay. up north. Yeah. So um, just driving back and forth and then I was getting booked so much to the point where I had to move. And I was actually very unhappy because I was working four jobs. And trying to go to school, yeah, it was a lot because I had to take care of myself along with my family. That's one of the reasons why I couldn't play college ball, which a lot of people don't know that, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was just honestly, I think it just got to the point where I was so unhappy working a nine to five job, but everyone kept telling me like, "Yo, you need to be in LA. Like your personality is crazy. Like you need to showcase that." And I was doing like acting and modeling when I was a little girl, but my mom decided that she's like, "No, I want her to go to school. Like I don't want her to do it anymore." So. When I moved to LA, literally, like I just picked up and came. I didn't have no place to live. I was like, as long as I have a job, I'll figure it out. I have friends. So you took that type of gamble, just like, yeah. I'm just gonna figure it out. No, you good. We live. You good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I just literally just I was like, you know, I this is what I want to do. Um, I was like, I'm 25. I'm not happy. I feel like, you know, if it doesn't work out, at least I say I, I tried. And um, yeah, I worked at 24 Hour Fitness, and I'll never forget like the first couple days. It this is like one of the more, one things that motivated me. They were like, "Why are you working here? You're too pretty. You should be having being um, taken care of by some rich dude." I was like, "Wow." Yeah, literally, uh, like I heard that probably four times in one my first day on the on the job. Yeah, and I was like, "I like to work. I like to take care of myself. Like I don't want to be taken care of." So that was just one of the things that really just motivated me. I was like, oh, nah, I got to make a difference when it comes to these L.A. girls because apparently they just have this one thing. Like, if you're an attractive woman, then you're not going to make it by yourself. Like, you have to be taken care of by some athlete or rich person or doctor. And you didn't want to be viewed as, like, someone in that, that category. That's not obviously. how my father raised me. Like, he literally always told me, like, you should take care of yourself. The only man that you will ever need that is not your husband is me. And my mom worked three jobs taking care of me as well. Even though I had a father figure in my life, she still, like, she was just a hustler. So I just have both mentalities. My father being from Mexico, you know, he has six kids, never graduated high school. That's also another motivation of mine. I was like, there's no excuses to why you should never do anything in life. Like, he barely spoke English. So it's just, that was, like, my motivations. Yeah. What was the beginning like? Like, I want to rewind even farther because, like, growing up as a kid, was it certain people that you saw that you inspired to be like? Or was it a combination of people? Was it like a mixture of gumbo? Or what was it? <laughs> it 
It, honestly, it was a really big combination. Of course, one, which is why I play basketball, is Kobe. He's oh. Like, yes, Kobe is. I, I saw the interview you did with him, too. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I cried. I was so happy. I didn't even think I was going to be able to get that blessing so early in my career. Um, but Kobe was one of the reasons why I played basketball. For modeling, I always looked up to, like, Tyra Banks and um, Naomi Campbell. When it came to... I never really thought about broadcasting or anything when it came to basketball. I just love sports. I just love watching it. That's really, that's all I cared about was just playing and the therapy that it gave me, just being able to watch it and be around it. You know, that's always been like that because I played six sports. I played softball, volleyball, basketball, soccer, and track. Yeah. I even did like flag football. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> you was going hard like that? Mm -hmm. I love, my dad said, he's like, I ran before I walked. Like I would just run and fall and laugh and get right back again. Like it was always like that. Is that, uh, the reason why you do so many, see, I'm going back and forth so much, but <laughs> is that the reason why you do so much now? Because yeah. you was always like that? I've never had just one thing. I've always been able to do so many things. Yeah, I just looked at so many different careers and I was like, oh, I could do that. I could do this. And it's so funny because I was actually paying, I watched the Carrie Champion interview and I felt like I relate to her so much because it was like the same thing. Yeah. I was like, Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Looking at Oprah, I was like, oh, I could do that. I could yeah, do that. Like, you know, I, just I being able just to be like a personality. I thought about that also. There's just so many different things. And I also loved animals. I honestly, growing up, I was like, I'm going to be a veterinarian. That's what my daughter says all yeah, the time. I'm going to be a veterinarian. I already had my whole life planned out in the sixth grade. I was like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to UC Davis. And I'm just going to graduate. It was crazy. And I'm doing the complete opposite. So what happened as, as a youngster where you were just like, okay, acting and, you know, pursuing this path is going this is this is what it's going to be um we started I think in the eighth grade we started my mom tried to put me back into modeling and acting and I gave it up for basketball I was like they keep telling me you like you're too rough like you need to you're coming into auditions and um rehearsals all bruised up I was like okay well I'm gonna give it up but I realized like as I got older I was like okay well my parents didn't have me like an AAU or anything like any Traveling. No, and yeah. I and actually I never we never even knew about that, and I wish I did. But um, so I was like, you know what? I'll probably just end up just just following my career, being a veterinarian, since sports isn't really going to do anything for me. I got college offers, but unfortunately, like I couldn't really take those. So um, I was just like, I'm gonna just go back to having a regular life of just trying to be a veterinarian. And as I got probably like my sophomore year in college, because I wasn't passing my classes either because I was working so much, I was like, you know what? I was about to ask you about that. It was so hard. Like it was, it was so How did you balance all that? <laughs> um, literally just probably three hours of sleep a day and a lot of Red Bull, Starbucks, and energy drinks. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what it was. I didn't really get any help either. It was just always just me by myself. People always assume too, like, because you... You, you have been successful in this space and you're visible, see you on the gram, see you on television, shows, everything. Was it always that way or did you go through rejection and had oh. having to climb back up? And what was your biggest moment where you was just like, oh man, I probably can't do this? And what was your moment where you was like, I got this? Um, it was 2015 in December because I was doing bottle service and I didn't have a job anymore. I wasn't getting auditions. I wasn't booking auditions. I wasn't getting auditions for acting. Um, and I'm just like, I literally had no money to my name. And I was like, dude, what am I going to do? I was just like, I just need to go back home. Like, this is not, this is not working for me. And um, it was like probably the hardest thing. Like, 
ever for me. It got to a point where I'm just like, dang, like, do I even want to be here? Just like a whole, just like, I really thought about like suicidal things. I was like, I do not want to be here. Wow. That's how, that's just how tough it was. And I'm just like, I never, I never understood why I was getting rejected. I was like, I'm so talented. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I felt like because I wasn't doing the extras to get money, people would just decline me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. People would do certain things to get money or do certain things to get parts. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Either you believe in me or you don't believe in me. And um, it's like a lot of prayer, a lot of just like <laughs> self-time. I had the worst insomnia. And I was like, you know what? No, this is not how I was raised. I literally just like, I tried my best just to just look for other jobs. And I got my old job back. And I was like, just give me another chance. And January of 2016 is when everything, I was just like, I'm not, I will never let, allow myself to do that again, ever. Did you have any mentors? Like you talk about that, that, that trauma period and all that stuff. Did you have anyone that outside of family that was just leaning and pouring into you and giving you that insight that you needed? My best friend, Jackie. Yeah. yeah, she was there for me through every step of the way. And you know, she was struggling also as an actress and then she even ended up having a kid. So oh, wow. it was just like, yeah, we were both, but she was like a hustler. She like, she would never stop ever. And that kind of motivated me also. But growing up as a kid, I never really had anybody. I've had, like I said, my family, you know, my father, but I never really had anybody tell me like, oh, like you, you can do it. Like, don't give up or try to help me. I had some friends that would try to help me, but the thing is, it's like when you're moving to LA, a lot of people have motives. I never had a motive. I just loved being around people that I know that could teach me or I can learn from. And a lot of girls would look at me like, why is she around? What is she doing here? Like, who is she trying to be with or who? I'm like, nothing. I just want to learn. Like, I love everybody's vibe. I love everyone's vibes. And I was, that's why I separate myself too. Or people will get close to me because they see I had access to certain people and I would just slowly just like remove myself. And it's like, I'm a very kind person. So I love to just be around everybody. And I love to just make everybody laugh and make new friends. But I'm realizing this world is so cold. Like you can't do that in LA. Mm -mm. You have to have, you have to just like, okay, cool. From a distance, but I don't know how to balance that out. Like, I think it's an energy thing. Yeah. You know, I go through that also where, you know, you try to be welcoming and receiving and share your energy with everyone. But, you know, everybody don't always have your best interest, so you mm-hmm. got to be careful about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, was it tougher for you as a woman in this industry and also as a black woman in this industry? How tough was it for you in this? Um, as a woman, just period, because once again, no one took me serious. They're like, oh, she's just a pretty girl. She's just using her looks just to get to wherever, wherever she needs to be. And I'm like, no. Like, I may not have be as, because I didn't finish college, you know, and... I was like, I may not be as educated when it comes to certain skill sets and certain positions, but I'm a very quick learner and I pay attention to the detail of a lot of things. And just because I may not know what I'm doing now, I'm going to learn. You know, like I'm a very hard worker. That's all I know what to do. And people would just kind of just be like, not take me serious or just think I'm in it for the wrong reasons. Probably one of the hardest things about also being around a whole bunch of men, like an athletes are like, oh, she's probably just doing it just so she can get somebody. I'm like, no, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about none of these men. It was just, it was just really tough. And um, as, cause I'm, I'm, I'm biracial. So as a black woman, as a mixed woman, I guess you can say both at the same time, Afro, Latino, all of that. Um, I think it's the same thing, just not being taken serious or just being overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. What's your At most times. favorite thing about being on set? Favorite thing. Because it seemed like you got a different set. 
energy like all the time. Every time I see you, you just like, like you built for this. <laughs> Thank you. You are. Like you, I, I remember uh, coming out and doing NBA Playmakers with you. And when I came in there, I was, I was lethargic. I was, I was done. I was flat. And you, you gave me life. Like I was like, oh man, I gotta up my, my energy <laughs> because she's like on ten right now. Like where does that, where do that come from, and how do being on set make you feel? So good. I enjoy making people laugh, and that's like you saying that. So many other people say it's like a relief when I'm there. They're like, yeah. I just know it's about to be so funny goofy the energy's gonna be live and that's what I, that's what i love that's what i preach that's what i want to like people to know me as you know and i just love making people laugh that makes me happy i could i could be so down and no one would know because it's like i put myself second and always try to make others happy and that's what i just love like i just i love being a jokester and just making everybody laugh that's it how do you work on that content what do you mean? being a jokester do you practice on no. people in real time or do that just it is. I don't know. Sometimes the things that come out of my head, that like that I think about, I'm like, did I really just say that? I can't. I don't know. It's just. It's just natural. It's crazy. I don't. I can't even. I think you be cheating. I think you working somewhere <laughs> on your content because you just be like on point with all your stuff. Look, I wish because I wish I could do comedy. I'm actually shy. A lot of people don't really? know. I that yes. A lot of people don't know that I am very shy. I use that goofiness to mask it. I'm like, if I'm being goofy and I mess up, they're going to they laugh. But they're not going to laugh at me like, wait, what is she doing? Is she being weird? No, I'm being goofy, so you don't know when I'm actually really messed up. It's funny. Damn, that's interesting. <laughs> so I was watching one night, and I think I hit you up. I was like, look at this. I was like, she's everywhere. Oh, and wow. I saw you on Wild and Out mm-hmm. at the time. So one, how did you become a Wild and Out girl, and what was that whole experience like? So that's one of the things as a kid I've always wanted to do. I said, I want to be a wild and out. As a comedian, of course, but I ended up being like a wild and out girl. And my best friends were already on there, Jackie and Lauren. And I was like, yo, and I was like, please like, let me know how what I have to do. And then they had this open audition um, at like Penn's where they had to just, everyone just had to mingle. It's like Nick's different when it comes to auditions. He's like, I'm going to see how you're going to act in a public setting. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, do you interact with people? And me being a social butterfly. <laughs> I was just like, you know, saying hi to everyone, just being goofy. And then he's like, okay, she's dope. And then I auditioned again, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're on the show. The first season was kind of hard because, you know, they used all the veterans and stuff like that. They didn't really give a lot of us a chance. They're like, because they're like, okay, we cannot afford for anyone to mess up. But after they see my personality, they're like, okay. I ended up becoming, like, one of the main girls to always do the mic. They're just like, she's crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy. That's the first time I would say I actually got... I was so scared too to actually talk in front of all the like the crowd. I was like, okay, just remember these words. It's funny because it's like so simple, but then it's like when you kind of have stage fright, it's like it's different. I got comfortable though, and I felt like that's one of the that was actually like a blessing because that actually got me more comfortable with public speaking as well. Or just oh, really? being yes, and being in front of the crowd. Like you have to listen to what they're saying, to try to guess certain things. It's like it's a lot along with like a whole crowd of people and cameras and lights and all that. It's actually very nerve wracking. Yeah. But I don't know, I feel like that prepared me for with what I have coming next and what I'm doing now with the mic mic work and all that interviews. Do you do a ton of public speaking? No. No? I do not. I need to, I feel like. Yeah. I get what are, what are what are <laughs> other things that you're extremely passionate about? Knowing that, you know, people from all walks of life, they look up to you, they see you on your platform and you instantly become this role model for so many or this 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 carrot that so many want to be like. Like how do you use that platform? Um, 
Well, growing up, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really have anybody to look up to. I just seen certain people, but I never really looked up to them. And I feel like as in my position, I have to let young girls know, like, look, you don't always have, and I say this all the time, you don't always have to be this sexy image. Like, I dress down on purpose also. It's like, I want you to pay attention to my personality. I want you to pay attention to who I am as a person, not with what I look like. And I want other girls to also just, like, understand that you can really do whatever you want to do, <laughs> honestly. Like, there's really no limitations. Like, I get it. Like, women aren't always taken serious. But I feel like women are really making a move, especially with women's basketball and women's sports. Like, we are Crazy. really finally getting the attention that we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so good like just to be able to say that and um I just want to be representation like even if you aren't able to play college ball because life gets in the way or certain things it's like you can still do whatever else that you want to do in that field of sports or whatever field that you want to do what else are you trying to do to push the needle on all the things you just touched on when you talk about women's sports talk about women in sports and uh you know, obviously using your platform, but what what else are you trying to do to move the needle? Um, I'm not sure yet, because there's, def there's definitely a lot of different platforms right now that are currently trying to do that, so I'm trying to figure out how I can do it differently. All I could do is just the same promotions and putting it out there more yeah. so, but I have to figure out a way to be able to, to use my voice more and try to figure out what platform I can do to use that, because I'm I, I wasn't a college athlete, but no matter what, I still respect all athletes including women because it's really just like the biggest struggle like i'm still I was, there was a point in time where i actually still wanted to try for the wba for real yeah and i just kept getting hurt and i was like my body said look girl <laughs> you ain't about to play nothing <laughs> you got game <laughs> thank you yeah yeah um so yeah i just i don't know i can see you still trying to try out a little bit but my Achilles, look, I don't want to be like Kobe, no. Or KD. Or... <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to, but I just, honestly, I just do it for more so just for fun now. It's like it's my job, so it's like I, want, I still want to be healthy, healthy to be able to just still do certain things or even just still compete. Like, you know, doing stuff with NBA Playmakers is like I love. Like, I just love that my love for the game has just helped me tremendously when it comes to my career. Yeah, I was about to ask you that, like, with the gaming industry, like, what's your relationship with the gaming industry, and why is it so important for you to be in it? I can't even tell you, honestly. I just, there's just something about basketball, like, literally, like, the only thing that I watch on my TV, my boyfriend says I am a boy, he literally <laughs> says, all I watch is Martin and ESPN. That's it. I don't watch nothing else. Or just I can like see it. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, it's like, it's so, it's, it's, I don't, I can't even tell you. It's just therapeutic to me. And just watching how the discipline of everybody, you know, I can't really explain it. It's like, it's hard. Do the discipline that you possess come from the sports that you once played? Because we had several guests on this show and uh, from Rick Ross to... Uh, Carrie Champion, Kristen Leahy, and all of them talked about the comparison of how they was able to play the sport and then they learned these tangibles from the sport and the game and they applied it to their profession. And that's why they've been able to be successful. Do you do the same thing? To be funny, honestly, I wasn't as disciplined as I should have been. 
That's why I admire anyone that is so disciplined. Yeah. With treatment. I'm getting treatment now, and I'm literally 30. <laughs> I never used to stretch, nothing. Didn't used to eat good, none nothing. of that. No, that's why I admire it so much. I'm like, wow, you guys are really determined. That's crazy. I just, I was like, I'm young. I can't get hurt. Failed that. Yeah. That's just, that's why I admire it so much. With all that moving, that was my next question. Also, with all that moving and everything that you're doing, do you, I know your body, it's a lot of wear and tear, but what do you do for prevention? Because you're in it. Like you're traveling back and forth probably four times a day, uh, a week, whatever the case may be. How do you stay? Well, when I am healthy and can play, play basketball or workout. I do workout. Um, I've been trying to take care of my body more. I go to therapy and on all my injuries and stuff like that. But I'm I'm so hard headed because people test me like no listen no, and then people be like you can't play or you ain't got no game and I'm like okay, let me show you and I end up getting hurt because I'm not supposed to be playing. It's really bad. I end up re-injuring myself because I'm hard-headed and I'm stubborn. What is the biggest thing that you've done to date that you're most proud of? <sighs> it's a good one, ain't it? It is, because I promise you every single thing that I have has been such a blessing, no matter what. Like, I don't ever put, I don't ever put anything more or less. It's just, everything is just like, is, was just like my stepping stone for where I am now and to where I'm going to end up being later on, so... If you ever had that moment where you just like boom and it's like, dang, <laughs> like like the world know me kind of like, um, you, you can give yourself like a one of those a little bit just to yourself. No, because I don't. That's not really my biggest goal. Wow. I don't really care about being famous. I honestly just want to use my brand just to kind of just like one, motivate others, young women and some type of way use my voice to help change the world because like there's so much negativity going on and if like literally like if you don't if you have a platform and you're not using it for the better what's the point of having it yeah and that's how i feel like i don't care about being famous i don't care about followers i don't care about any of that because there's people with no instagrams that are doing so many great things in this world to try to help Powerful. help it yes so it's not social media is not really i love social media because it's definitely helped me get to where i am now but at the same time i don't like the negatives of it that's i deep. just yeah i don't that's not really what I care about at all. Fame, nothing. I just want to just do what literally God has planned for me. And I feel like that's my purpose is to just entertain and help change as much as possible. So ultimately, when you look at your legacy, and I know it's prematurely speaking now, but when you look back, what do you want that to be? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my legacy? I can't even tell you. Honestly, I really can't. It's going to be so many things though, right? Yes. There's yes. there's literally there's literally no stopping me. There could be there could, people could try to, you know, put roadblocks and all that, you know, try to block me, try to be in my tumbo, you know, while I'm driving to the basket. <laughs> oh, there she goes. She she ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, no. I'm always going to figure out a way. Even when I get discouraged, when I feel like because I'm getting older, being 30, people, like, I just, I get, I get discouraged. And I'm like, dang, is this really for me sometimes? But I realize it's like I have to keep continuing my faith just to know that, yes, this is for me. And I have to know that when something's not going for me, it's because I've literally run, I've run its course and I have to figure out something else. Not get, not getting comfortable, I guess you can say. Best piece of advice you ever received? 
best piece of advice you ever I ever received? Um, I received a lot. Whole bunch. Something that kind of just stuck out. Crazy. Gary Champion came on, and I know that's somebody that, you know, that you see yourself in. She has said, uh, I think, never make a decision while you're desperate. No. Never make a... Your emotions will have you broke. Your emotions will have you broke. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And that was from Diddy when making the band. Yeah. And she came on the show and said that. Yeah. I would actually agree with that. Because I would say my emotions have gotten the best of me. I'm very competitive, so if somebody has something that I don't have, I'm like, why don't I have that? You know, I'll get discouraged. I'll just want to quit. But that that is true. Like, you have to be very strong and level-headed when it comes to this industry, especially being a woman, because people are going to attack you left and right. They're always going to assume the worst that you're in it for the wrong reason. Then when you're like, if you know your heart and you know your intentions, keep going, and also don't let anyone stop you. That was that was Master P. Never make a decision uh, decisions while you broke, but while you desperate. Yeah. Also, this with your future. What's next for you? I got a lot. Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. No. Um. I'm been. There's a movie that was supposed to be coming out, and I'm waiting for. Already filmed. Yes. Oh, I don't wow. even know if it's done editing or not. It was supposed to come out last year, but it didn't. Um. A couple of people were in it. I have a small role in that. Uh, what Congratulations. Else? Thank you. I'm going to speak this into the existence. I want my own show. Yeah. I deserve my own show. Whatever it is, that's going to happen for me this year. 2020, that's going to happen for me. What type of show you want to have? Um, the type of show that I want to have is just being able to bring out some things like how you know how Carrie said she was she was able to just have so many comfortability when it comes to when people when she talks to people they're yeah. like I could just tell you anything. I want to be able to also have a show like that, but not even just with when it comes to like the athletic world. I want with when it comes to just entertainment altogether. And I don't really want to put my idea out there like that, but that's yeah. the only thing I'm sorely just gonna say. How important is relationships? Oh, extremely, in this business, extremely important. That's one of the reasons why I'm actually where I am now because people believe in me because they could just see like, okay, like, I like your personality. Have you ever done this before? I'm like, no. They like want to try it. I'm like, sure. One of the one of the um, there's four people I could think. One is my my boy Westgood because he's the one that got me into doing the vines and stuff. And there is um, Gian, the works for Nike. He's the okay. one that got me the started with when it comes to the Nike hosting. And um, my boy emails, because I actually did pretty funny. I started off doing music videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did start off doing So what video will I find you in? Uh, Future. Which, um, what song? What song is this? I Won, featuring Kanye West. Oh, okay. I have a small part in that. Um, There is... What was you doing? No, I was actually being a girl. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly. People were like... Is that? Yeah, and I actually didn't even know I was going to be in that. I was just chilling on set. And somebody said, do you want to do this? And I was like, uh, what is it? I was like, I'm about to be doing a microphone over here. They're like, no, it's just really going to be. It's like, it is a swimsuit, but it's not like that. It was like a one piece. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to show my body like that. Next thing you know, I woke up to a whole bunch of calls because I was all over TV. Like that. Yeah, it was crazy. It's just, yeah, it was so random. <laughs> um, what else? TGT, I Need by Tank. 
Dang. Tank and Tyrese and Jenny Wine. That That's was, crazy. All that. That's Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I ended up having to come back and forth from LA because I kept getting booked for stuff like that. But I was like, okay, this is fun. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> so that was kind of like the beginning of my life besides walling out in some other commercials and stuff. Last thing, uh, why is ownership so important? Ownership? In, the, in this business, like when you kind of manage yourself and be able to move the needle and understand the importance of you can do things that you want to do, not things that people want to dictate and push upon you. Why is that so important in this industry? Because people will think they know what's right for you when only you know what's right for you. And you have to just stay how you are. So many people was like, you need to be sexy. You need to do this. You need to do that. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to do that. I'm going to stay myself. As long as you remain yourself, then it's not fake. Like, people want to pretend to be something that they're not just to get ahead. No, you have to remain yourself because you can only get so far pretending to be somebody else. That's real. You just own up to who you are. That's who God made you to be. If You, you can always tweak it a little bit to improve yourself, but Do don't. You always tweak it. Yeah, tweak it a little bit. Just, just a tad. Turn the knob down one, you know? But other than that, no, nah, you don't have to be like nobody else. Be you. I'm always be myself. If people don't like it, I'm sorry. You don't have, you know. One thousand percent. Jesus, the Lord, He had haters too. But look, <laughs> I give you life. I give you earth. I give you this. I give yes. you that. <laughs> How important was it for you to join the BBL league? Is that right? The Basketball Beauties League. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's just it started off four years ago, and just to be a part because I did not play college ball, just to be a part of a women's basketball league was so like those those it was just. It was so much fun. You learn a lot. Like the women are just very supportive with whatever you have going on. They also want to help you if you need help. You know, very competitive also. Yeah. But I love it. Biggest takeaway from that league. Biggest takeaway? Yeah, the biggest takeaway that you love so much that you just like, yo, if I had to tell you one thing about this, this is what it would be. I say I'm not gonna lie, I feel like it should be like the WNBA like G League or D League. Oh wow! That's how good. Like that. That's how good they are. Because there's women that's playing over the women that play from overseas. All that it's very competitive. It's a it's a it's really good basketball. Like even my even my boys that came to one of my games when I wasn't playing, and they're like, "Yo, this league's actually pretty lit." Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like. It's gonna go. It's gonna go a lot more places. Like Jude and my girl Cookie, who's um, the commissioner. Like they're gonna take it really far. It's really good. So you got you think big things. Yeah, def- definitely, especially with women's basketball. You know, it's like the Drew, like the Drew League. It's another version of like I would say the Drew League. Are you gonna start doing more international stuff or anything international on that platform also? Hopefully, I haven't got reached out with anything yet, but hopefully, I I'll, see it coming. Yeah, me being bilingual, I hope I'm gonna do some more stuff when it come in Mexico and stuff like that. I definitely see it coming. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Come you know, on now. I'm you know, going out with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Salute.